Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, with Sunday Sport seemingly in terminal decline, we wondered how the Evening Cricket League is coping with the strains of modern day life. So who better to um, drag back into the studio than the Cricket League's very own ambassador, Peter Mason. So I'm sure during the next hour we're going to hear a little bit about the Evening League, a lot about the World Cup, and a lot about rugby tours and all things like that, which is just about okay for before nine o'clock. The twins are here and Graham is live from day two of the Gordon Wellborn week. It's more like Gordon Wellborn weather today, cold. This is Radio Newark Sport and we start, as ever, on a Tuesday with a look at how some of our youngsters got on over the weekend. And I say our youngsters because this is the show that champions young sporting talent in Newark. The Pocket Rocket, Amelia Crispin, was at Milton Keynes on Saturday for the BMC Milers meet. She ran the 1500 metres in a new PB of 4.43.04, making her the fastest under 15 in the county and the 12th fastest in the year, in the UK even, so far. Congratulations to Abby Hammond, the ex-Newark Rugby Club star has been selected to play for Western Australia in their under-18s tournament July in Sydney. And no, she doesn't go all the way over there. She now lives in Australia, but what a fantastic achievement for Abby. Newark Castle Cycling Club's Jet de Top finished in first place at the Alton Park under-10s race. This crowned him as the national champion of the TLI League for the under-10s. We're not doing bad, are we? A memorable weekend for Alfie Briggs Price, winning the East Midlands Boxing Gold Medal at the Grantham Mears Leisure Centre. And Chloe Hubbard's brilliant 2019 continues. She was the first lady home in the Woodall Spa 10K. She also leads the Not Summer League after the first two rounds, while teammate Ella Hancock is the first in the under 20 section. And Finlay Cranage had his best weekend so far at the Huncut BMX meeting. Two-fourths and a fifth for Finlay in the qualifying rounds put him into the semi-finals. And another fifth place means he missed out on the A-final by one place only. He is getting better week by week. And staying on two wheels and at Mallory Park Youth Circuit Race Series, Finlay Bass just missed out on the win. Is second place in the under 14 boys scratch race. While in the under 10s, Jet Top, he finished third. And people say there's no young sporting talent in Newark. Me thinks there is. And there, Tony, is seven youngsters <laughs> all just enjoying what they do. And more to the point, are the best at it. What, what, what's the cyclist's name? Jet de Top. Jet de Top. It's um, he's been in the studio. Him and his brother. That's a top name, isn't it? Isn't that's it? Excellent name. Yeah, there's two of them. Um, that's Jet and Jude. Yeah. Um, and they are both right at the top of the junior cyclist 
Yes, it's uh, absolutely... Surely, if you've listened to this programme for any period of time, you cannot say that there's no young talent in sport in Newark because it is shocker with them. I mean, Amelia, we're even sending them out to Australia now to try and improve their sport. <laughs> which we will do with, with Abby out there. Um, uh, Alfie Briggs-Price, you saw Alfie Briggs-Price box at Farnham. Mm. He, he actually didn't win on the night, but look at him now. Mm. East Midlands champion. Uh, that was that was a cracking night at Farnham. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, we, 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 we saw an awful lot of, of, of quality talent, but the thing that impressed me most of all was how they managed to change a place that is designed for a sort of bowling bun fight, which I've been to previously, into a, quite a boxing hotbed. It was a cracking, um, a cracking evening, that was. <laughs> it, 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 it went, went from being a sort of tea and cakes place to, 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 to a bear pit, and, and, and full credit for... A, for, for, for the guys at Suggies Gym who set up that... Uh, and that I wouldn't be at all surprised that there's another one going to happen again in October, because mm. I think uh, we all love, because it's Newark talent on show, and that's what it's all about. Peter Mason is back with us at Sport HQ. Uh, we're going to talk evening cricket, Lee. We're going to talk almost anything, I would have thought, because when Peter's here, it's one of those nights when I don't know why I really do a script. <laughs> but um, <laughs> script we have got, and we're at least starting with it. Um... <laughs> Let's start, Peter, by saying welcome back first. Oh, happy to be back. Um, and let's talk World Cup, because, it, it, again, once when we get the sort of video cameras set up in here, it's like a it's like a cricket fashion parade with these two. Tony's there in a Nottinghamshire County Cricket Club top that he obviously scrounged off somebody, because no, no way he would have actually bought it. Oh, yeah, I bought it. You paid for something. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, th- I think we were reduced, but obviously not in size. And Peter is in a natty yellow and, <laughs> shall we say, dark blue, or was it blue, would you say, is that dark blue? Blue, or, yeah. Or purple? Or, blue. And blue, um, World Cup Cricketers top, which... Um, cricketeers. Cricketeers, is it? Mm. Cricketeers, which, um, from by the look of his Facebook updates, means it's a sort of a... He's managed to see all the World Cup on a freebie. <sighs> well, it... It's true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of uh, 4,000 volunteers across the country uh, this year. I'd, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to, if you like, you know, the old phrase, put something back. But uh, these, uh, these big tournaments, they need, uh, they need all sorts of support and they can't afford to have, uh, well, to pay for everyone. So they give us a, a nice outfit uh feed us and uh in between shifts when we're we're working we're able to uh, watch the game and uh i was very fortunate yesterday to uh to see the uh england pakistan game from the uh the room above the vos and larwood stand which is probably one of the best viewing areas huh. uh in the ground I hate to be critical then, but um, all you cricketeers then, what was you all doing on Friday morning when the game was almost finished before everybody got into Trent Bridge? Well, we had lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Half ten. <laughs> and uh, in fairness, I mean, I'm there at, at six o'clock in the morning, which anyone who knows me, uh, that does not figure in my normal routine <laughs> at all but um but we're, we're there and people have to be checked in there must 
there are there's something like three or four hundred people volunteering at Trent Bridge. Uh, they're doing all sorts of jobs, people, you know, just to support uh, the existing uh, commissioners and staff. You know, some people are standing, you know, on the the road between uh, the station, directing people to the ground. Uh, there are people all in and around, around the ground uh, telling them where the different food stations are and the, where you can buy uh, memorabilia and clothing. Uh, great stuff. Uh, like a blue and yellow cricketers. Very natty. Well, they, they, we, we, we have to wear this, in, in, <laughs> you know, this outfit. There will what? be a photo at the end, viewers. Because this is something that intrigues me. I'm... Tony is in favour of one-day cricket. I don't know why. He comes from Yorkshire. But he likes the one-day cricket. I, I like test matches. One-day cricket, in my time, if you'd scored top side of 200, it was it was hell of a good score. Now, from 50 overs, you're looking at... Well, you're looking at 350-400. I can't believe that the batsmen have improved that much or the bowlers have got worse... So are we playing on cricket grounds that's half the size or are we playing on bats that's twice the size? Well, you're playing with a different different sort of equipment now. Uh, the fields are, are the same size. Yes, the boundaries have come in a, a yard or two, but that doesn't make any difference. If the, the guy's hitting a six into the 10th or 12th row back in the stand, mm. uh, that's still a big hit. The There are two different games. as the one-day game... Uh, and the five-day game, I love both forms. The, the 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 shorter form of the game has certainly improved uh, fitness levels. Uh, fielding is unbelievable. Uh, the the catch that Ben Stokes took uh, last week. I mean, everyone will say that that may be the uh, the moment of the World Cup. We'll have to wait and see, but. Uh, out, outstanding fielding. Real test some beating, won't it? The, 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 okay, so what? What we as for the batting? Well, you mentioned you know when it was two hundred runs. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Boycott never played a ramp shot in his life. <laughs> he never re- reverse swept a, uh, a, a, a quick bowler. You know, it was all he could do to, to paddle. Uh, uh, a, an, an offline uh, off-break bowler you know, around the corner. What? what so, what, what you're basically saying is, is there is almost two games now, isn't there? There, there is a specialist one-day player, and there's going to be a, a fourth, well, a third and fourth game when we, when, when next year the uh, the 100 arrives, which you've been doing for long enough in the evening league. But we'll come back to that in a minute. So it's not new. Um, <laughs> one before we go on to the evening league. Alex Ailes. Um, Alex Ailes. Should he be in the... I mean, he's... I wasn't over-enamoured by what the Welsh captain said when he said about Alex Ailes not being in the team because he didn't want to disrupt the team spirit and the team morale and everything. Yet, they brought Joffre uh, Archer in. I know Ailes had a problem, but that was sorted. Not sorted it. They banned him. He's OK to play again. If he's good enough... Should he be playing for England? And he's blatantly good enough. He's a, a talented player. Uh, he's uh, 
the the politics around uh, people who uh, break the law in terms of uh, recreational drugs uh, that's a separate issue we've had that's gone on Shane Warnes was stood down for a year I think because uh, he had uh, some decongestant that had some uh, some uh, something in it that kind of both of them was was stood down uh, we've had people stood down just for shaking a finger at an umpire mm. uh, back in uh, Mike Gatting's day now it's not for me to judge whether Hales is is what sort of sentence that should be but but he's a he's a talented a talented batsman and he certainly uh, if it's appropriate for him to be banned then so be it but uh, I would I would think we will we will see him back sometime in the future I'm just wondering, you know, the county did the bit, they banned him, he served his ban and he was back again, so... I think the England um, cricketers were very badly shaken by what happened in Bristol with Hales and, uh, and, 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 and Stokes. And uh, Owen Morgan was very keen to put things on the level and make sure everybody was singing from the same, hing- singing from the same hymn sheet... And when Hills transgressed once again, he said, right, that's it, mate, out of the window. And the way Stokes has rebuilt his own career, culminating in that magnificent performance against South Africa with bat, ball and fielding, shows that he has learnt his lesson. Hills clearly hasn't, even if he's a good knots lad. Mm, OK, we'll see. Right, we'll see with Stokes. Um... Let's talk evening cricket league because that's what we do. That's what we do best to be taught local on this show. Um, evening cricket league, Peter has been going for forty, uh, a bit longer a bit than longer. that. Uh, I've I've played in it for forty years, so uh, and it's been going for probably uh, fifteen years before that. Uh, there used to be midweek cricket, but it was afternoons cricket uh, when shops used to shut. Of course, they had a. Um, an afternoon football league as well. This is probably before your time, Tony. It, it mm. used to be the Newark and District Thirsty League when the shops shut in the winter. So in so, the cricket, they played in the summer. They played. I didn't know that one. So, so that was there, and then the the Ransom Cup was being played. So that was that would have ooh, twenty or thirty teams would play in that. Uh, again, that was before I moved to the area. Uh, later taken over by the advertiser well i think when tony arrived you mm, that's right got involved on on that um and it, it the evening leagues spread on from there sunday sport unless somebody can tell me different seems to me being to terminal decline both cricket and football struggle more and more every single year there's more and more people saying we'll give a saturday up but we can't give a sunday up as well um and okay that's fair comment there's modern lifestyle and, and all that um i would suggest probably in 10 years time you're probably going to be playing recreational cricket on a sunday instead of league cricket and maybe there'll be no saturday foot um, um, no sunday football we will see um the evening league tends to go under the radar a little bit it's not high profile 
um, we've had a chat about that already, um, it's under the radar. Does that help it or does that, do you need to market yourselves better to get our profile? Are you losing teams? There's no doubt that uh, there are fewer teams playing now than there were uh, 10 years ago. Uh, some of the some of the sides have merged. Some of the some of the clubs don't exist anymore. So you can go round the villages. Sutton on Trent don't have a cricket side. Uh, South Muscombe and Little Carlton, uh, uh, Claypole, uh, the re- uh, reduced facilities there, and uh, lots of other villages like grand- as well. Hopefully not permanently, but it's mm. it's not they're playing at Kayfield now, aren't they? Because it was deemed dangerous last year. Yeah. Um, well, we had a we had a game there where there were cracks on on the on the wickets, quite serious ones, and uh, we had a guy, John Spencer, who played for us, who said, "I can't bowl on that wicket; it's too dangerous." You know, I said, "Well, you only bowl medium pace anyway," you know, and. <laughs> pushed it through and he said it's impossible to bowl on that you know and I said well that was the sort of wicket I would dream on with the cracks and loose loose you'd uh, paradise wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna has he played it well huh? <laughs> we're, we're gonna nip off and find the twins oh actually we're gonna find Lauren to give us the athletic club report and then we're gonna come back and really gonna get into the evening league um with Peter and uh I've got no doubt Tony will have an input at some stage. <laughs> Try and keep his mic down. Okay, Tilly is running in the Gordon Wellborn week and she didn't want to actually run and talk to us at the same time, so she delegated Lauren, who's um, busy pole vault training, so uh, we've got to get this over with quickly, else we're going to be in serious trouble. So, Lauren, um, good evening. Welcome okay. back to Radio Newark. I'm going to let you get on with the report and then get back to your pole vault training. Thank you so this week we had um, the Newark AC runners who ran at the Not Summer League on Wednesday. Um, and we had Chloe Hubbard who came third. We had Amber Owens who came sixth. Ella Hancock who came 95th. And Tilly came 107th. So well done to the girls team. And then for the men we had Thomas Hubbard in 25th. Tim Bagley in 48th. Robin Clee in 105th. Gareth Owens in 145th. And then John Combe in 244th. So at the minute, Chloe's leading this section after two races, and Ella is first in the under-20. Then on Friday night in Boston, we had Oliver Crampton, who raced the 1,500 metres, finishing in five minutes, five seconds. And we had Amelia, who ran at the Milton Keynes BMC Milers meet, um, and she got a fantastic new PB of 4.43, so she is now well under the time which she needed for English schools. And she is the fastest under-15 in knots and the 12th fastest in the UK so far. So amazing results for her. And then finally we had the mini-league um, at the Sutton and Asheville School. And we had an amazing 19 Newark members who, complete, who competed, including four athletes making their track debuts for the first time. Um, there was lots of PBs and everybody who ran, ran really well. And we even managed to get a full scoring relay team. So well done to all of them. It's fantastic. Are we going to see you at the Gordon Wellburn tomorrow or, or Thursday? Um, I think we're going to run it Thursday, yeah, because we've got parents' evening and then we're going to come after that. But we've got a um, pools competition tomorrow to get 
through for Lincolnshire for Angling School, so that's uh, at Boston. And that's both of you? Yeah, both me and Tilly, yeah, yeah. Right, best of luck, and you can tell us all about that. So, where, where, whereabouts are you pole vault training tonight? Um, well, it's usually at Yarborough in Lincoln, but the track's getting redone, so we're at um, Priory LSS2, which is just on, like, the outskirts of Lincoln at their school track. Right, don't want to get you into trouble, so I'm going to let I'm going to let you go and um, get back to what you're supposed to be doing instead of talking to us. But thanks for taking time out, Lauren, for a quick okay. chat. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's Lauren there taking time out from uh, a spot of pole vault training at um, Lincoln. So we do thank the coaches for uh, do letting do it. Don't you ever fancy that pole vaulting? I would have done a few years ago if we'd got the facilities here. Yeah, I think it. I think it looks it looks just the part. Yeah, I, I, I just remember when Daley Thompson did it that time the pole broke. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I do, I think it's just the part. Right, we're talking evening cricket league here, and it's something I know very little about, because as we said before, they do tend to go under the re, under the, the radar as regards, you know, telling the world what they do. So the man to tell us exactly what the Newark Evening Cricket League is all about is Peter Mason, so time for me to shut up and him to tell us. Well, the good thing about evening cricket is it, it fills another void. I mean, people are leaving active sports, left, right and centre. So, for those who've only got a limited amount of time, it's it can be good fun, competitive, uh, takes, I mean, the evening league starts at half past six it's usually finished about half past eight oh ho- haven't given away a secret there to uh, <laughs> uh, anyone <laughs> uh, to any wives and uh, <laughs> girlfriends who may be listening um so you at half past eight quarter to nine you're in the bar you can have a, a couple of beers with your with your teammates or the opposition um a lot of the lot of the places where we go um they've you've got villages and uh, often they'll be in the the local pub and uh, they'll often put uh, some supper on so uh, that's always uh, well cricketers and teas are always uh, an institution uh, a bit like runners and cake it's cricketers and teas (laughs) okay great fun now the, the format is very simple i mean we play 12 eight ball over games uh, 96 balls next year we're going to have 100 balls in uh, in 5 and 10 over games in the the new the new format yeah it's a fantastic new initiative by by the ECB I've, I've never been to Newark <laughs> you've been doing it for long you know well it's it's right across the country you know but it's 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 good fun I had a lot of fun and we had a a rugby club team that played I still do play uh, and have been playing for over 40 years in the evening league uh, it's, it's good fun good banter you know and it's and it different uh, different abilities we've got people <laughs> we, we even had uh, Sir Tony Smith playing for us uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, a so you've had non-cricketers yeah <laughs> I, I think I just had in the ballast but uh, yeah it's, uh, great great memories <laughs> and um some wonderful speeches at the uh, club dinners as well oh. at the end of the season <laughs> absolutely brilliant times yeah good people the it, what it does afford is is as people leave the game from the weekend game uh maybe because of family pressures uh any sort of domestic setup um but if you've got 
if you've got these these evening games, you've got people who, who perhaps don't want to want to play uh, for two or three hours. Mm. Uh, Breedings, you know, they, a, a two-hour game fills the need. So, yeah. I was talking to a guy last Friday. Uh, you'll you'll know Jamie Brown. Oh who, yeah, yeah. Who loves his loves his, loves his cricket, but he's he's moved on. To, he's playing golf more often now. And saying, "Well, Mace, I'd lo- I'd love to, I'd love to game, but I don't don't want to necessarily commit to all weekend." So uh, I said, "Well, why don't you get a team of veterans? You could play alternate weeks at Farndon. So maybe there's something there." At at Collingham, we've had four clubs. I mean, as well as the main club side, the rugby club has always had a a, a strong contingent from from Collingham and from Newark in, mm. in days gone by. We had the Collingham Tradesmen formed a team. Uh, Vodafone, with, uh, again, a, a Collingham player, they they had a side, played for two or three years, then it changes. Um, so that's good for the host club because uh, you've got people coming in and playing and... Maybe they can't play every week, but every now and then you've got another name on your list when you're you're looking to get your sun your Saturday side or your Sunday side. Uh, what, what what doesn't? I mean, the the picture you're painting there is is wonderful, um, and and the, the, there's a gap there. Yet when we get to one of the big cup finals, inevitably Collingham or Bolton bring in. The big guns, and I mean, I watched one last year, and it was the Mohammed Cup final um, because, <laughs> well, Chris Dobby was on one side and Mohammed was on the other, and it was who was going to outdo each, each other, really. Morally, is that right? Well, I, I, I share your your sentiment there. I, uh, they're club members, but uh, when you shouldn't really be having uh, in. In the, the competition, which is for second division teams, which are mainly development sides, uh, I think that would be, or, or social sides. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, think, I, they're mis- I think there's a there's a, a, a trick. I, I can watch Mohammed bat all, all day long. I think he's a wonderful little batsman. But, he's a terrific batsman. Um, isn't he? But that was just bordering on silly. Because he was take he was itching it for fun, and that to me, if I was the opposition, nothing against Mohammed, but if I was the opposition, I would soon get disheartened. Yeah, I mean, it's happened. Uh, but it's in the rules, and why not? Don't, I'm not knocking Collingham. That was that was a game played at played up at, at Baldwin. At yeah. Um, in the past, they've had. Uh, their Sri Lankans hey, I'm play, saying, yeah, and yeah. Thorsby had yeah. a guy from yeah. uh, Australia. There's a South African Ruve playing there this year. Um, who knows? I'd, I'd, I can remember reporting on um, an Advertiser Cup semi-final, and uh, Andy Bickle was bowling to Dusty Hare, <laughs> and uh, I said to Dusty afterwards because uh, Andy Bickle leant against the side screen and came running in viciously fast and I remember saying afterwards to Dusty in the bar why didn't you call for a helmet when Bickle came on Dusty said he didn't do well with it 
I thought, they're talking cricket I know nothing of. <laughs> um, tell me then, we'll talk about the Cups, because I think it's it, it, it's the Cups in the um, Evening League that gets everybody's attention, but there is a league structure as well, isn't there? Well, we've got the two divisions, uh, six teams in the first division, seven in the second. Um, they all play each other twice in the season. Uh, and then there's a a cup. The Owen Taylor Cup is for teams in the first division, and the Crawley Cup, named after uh, Doug and his father uh, Frank, uh, and that's played for teams in the second division. Okay, uh, here's your test then. Who's the teams and who have you got in your first division? First division. He's done his own work, you see. Oh, oh, yeah. Research. Well, <laughs> needs his glasses, but he's done his own work. <laughs> well, you've got you've got Beckingham, Collingham, East Markham, Nollerton, Newark RM, Thorsby Colliery, and Wellow. So that's a good. So there's there's area. six sides, and then in Division Two, uh, Balderton, who want to play it as a development side, uh, Cornton, who were bottom of Division One last year. So they've they've come down, Coddington and Winthorpe, which is uh, a mixture of what was RHP Cricket Club, Farndon, Winthorpe, and Coddington. Farndon uh, in Division Two, they're running again as a development side. Uh, Newark Rugby, and the Wheat Sheaf at Southwell, and that's that's been a number of sides: Westhorpe. Uh, Eddingley, uh, some players from Thurgerton, some from uh, uh, Fiskerton. So uh, that's that's a mixture. If, if I can just throw something into the mix here, which isn't very positive, but is it relevant? No, it is. It's, it's, it's very relevant as to the state of sport participation today. The reason Sunday's football and cricket is going to the wall is because people. That was twenty minutes ago. Yeah, but it's, but 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 it's, 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 it, it, it is it is relevant now. Uh, Newark R and M won the Division Two title last season, and uh, this season gone into Division One with high hopes. Uh, they've already had to cancel one game because of a lack of availability. When you consider at the weekend with the stag do, Newark R and M still put out three sides but they're struggling to put out a midweek team of 11 guys because, again, the um, it's not lack of commitment, it's just lack of being allowed out to play, I think, sometimes. But you see, there's a bit more to that. Uh, and you, In the social world, uh, there, are more, there are more marriages that break up <laughs> yeah. today uh, than... You know, mine was one of them, um, and so fathers have but if limited, you're limited time. Their fathers have limited time or access yeah, to yeah. their to their offspring, mm. and so if it's if it's every other weekend um, or one day, then well, you have to decide what your priorities yeah, are. Yeah, it, was, it worked quite nicely with me. I have to say, with my boys when they were where they were young um seven and nine uh they would they would come with me to cricket and they would be playing in the nets and there and i'd 
still be playing, trying to keep a watchful eye from the <laughs> from first slip or whatever it was. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the mother would come and collect them at uh, eight o'clock or whatever time. But, I mean, uh, Pe- I mean, Peter's absolutely right. Sky had broke the other night at home, and I had no choice but to talk. I didn't realise she don't work at Woolies anymore. Really? Yeah, it's the first I'd heard of that oh, one. Lord. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, I think... That pick and mix couldn't beat it, could you? You couldn't, no. <laughs> I wonder why we didn't get it anymore. Um, I'll pick and mix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you said about Bolton, and I hope Bolton and, and other clubs stick to that, because I think the Evening League is a wonderful um, venture for blooding the youngsters a little bit. I, I went to watch Bolton again at the weekend, Bolton 2s, and they'd got a couple of 13-year-olds in, in there again, yep. playing in adult cricket, which is absolutely fantastic. There's a 15-year-old playing for their first team. I'm not just picking Bolton out, but I happen to yeah. see Bolton at, at the weekend. Those, I think, are the age group now mm. that Very is true. the evening cricket league is absolutely made for. Fondon are playing um, Rihanna Nolan Davis, um, who's very good as a bowler and she's on Knott's books already and I think she's their top wicketkeeper. But that is a... That age group person, along with some of the senior lads, yeah, is, I think is perfect for this evening cricket league. Well, that's that's, that's right. But each, each club has to decide what it wants to do. I mean, we... <laughs> At, uh, at the rugby club, Tom Cobb played when he was a 12-year-old for us. Andy Sears, uh, David Sears, uh, they they both played. Um, I know David Pipes played for Collingham as a, certainly as a 13 and 14-year-old. But I remember he, D- David was telling me the other day, uh, or he reminded me that uh, one night they'd got a, <laughs> they'd got a, they'd got a match where <laughs> he was playing for uh, Newark under 15s or under 14s, it might even have been, and uh, he, co- he couldn't get to it. His mum said, oh, Peter, he said, but we can't get him to the ground. Could could he come and stay with you after the after school? And I said, yeah. He said, well, I'll send him some sandwiches. I said, oh, don't bother about that. I'll, I'll sort him some, some grub out, and, and Andy as well, and so they came along. I said, right, old chaps, here we go. I said, uh, uh, here's your tea. It was a chicken curry, you know, and, and this was this was the first time they'd, either of them had, <laughs> had had a curry, you know. And, and they both very politely scoffed a lot, you know, because they were hungry. <laughs> and off they went to cricket. And, uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, uh, Pipesy still says, "Oh, that was the first curry I had, and I love it now." So. Did, they, <laughs> did they get the runs? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> you think it's at rock bottom, don't you? Well, you've even got even though because Andy Sears now he's, a, he's got his own taxi business and uh, yeah. he does deliveries for the Asher from time <laughs> to time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did notice Pipesy was saying talk, talk, talk about. Oh, what's all that about? But uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about the two cups because which one then was the the advertiser cup? Because you sponsored it, the for, Ransom Cup, 
Ransom for a number yeah, of years, the, didn't you? The, the advertiser took over the Ransom Cup, which was a, a wonderful trophy. I think it's worth about two thousand pounds or something. This trophy, and um, yeah, the, the um, it was in my formative years, nineteen eighty six onwards, that um, it was the the highlight of the uh, the year, handing out the advertiser trophy to some um, <coughs> to, to, to the great and good of the cricket world. Yeah. So now they don't anymore. So what what was it called again? Well, we got the uh, the Owen Taylor, and uh, that's. For the first division teams and the Crawley Cup is for the second division. Oh, of course, yeah. the Owen, Ta- Owen Taylor was a football man as well as a cricketer, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. He was a local local cricketer. Uh, I thought he used to play for the Owen Taylor Cup on in Saturday football. I'm not sure. I, don't, I, I only know the name. I'll be corrected on that one. Jim Burkett or somebody can correct me on that one. But. We're going to change the format this year. In the past, we've had sort of the. The semi-finals would be one week, and then you're trying to get the sides yeah. together. And we'd have the dates for the finals, two separate finals. This year, we're going to have uh, uh, a festival day, so both uh, both semi-finals and and finals uh, are going to be on uh, the twenty twenty eighth Sunday, the twenty eighth of July, uh, with a one o'clock start, and we're going to play it at Collingham. Because there are two pitches, so we'll make it a, a festival day. Oh, brilliant! That's a good idea. And and we've we're 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 negotiating with local radio stations to see whether they would be uh, interested in streaming it. You know, but the, the, this show would be more than interested in streaming it. It's Live outside broadcast, Michael. Yes, this I'll, show would be more than interested. But I'll I'll, I'll I'll bring the pop and sandwiches for some inexplicable reason. They seem to want to play music. <laughs> what this one does. No, but that, that will be a good format. Starting at one o'clock, and then so we'll this have is the final both, about six o'clock. Both, both yeah. cups, both cups on, on the, the same t- afternoon. So you're gonna have you got so on on one pitch, you got well you'll, on you'll have the Owen Taylor, uh, starting with the start with the Crawley Cup, the two semi-finals on the two pitches, and then when that game's over, the Owen Taylor semi-finals will be on. And then we'll play the Owen, the Crawley Cup final, and then finish with the. Oh, that's a great idea. And it, you've got six games of cricket, two pitches. The barbecue will be on the go. The bar will be open. Twenty eighth of July, which Make, it should be making up, Michael. That, that, that sounds about a day. That should be good, good weather. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. But brilliant. Is there an argument that an evening League Cup semi-final and final should take place in the afternoon? No, that, that doesn't No, I'm just, no, I'm no, just no, playing no. devil's advocate, can I, that's all. Can, can, can I just say while we're here, um, I didn't achieve a great deal in sport, but the Crawley Cup final, when I was playing for the New York Rugby Club cricket section, afforded me one of my finest moments. It was played at Dalefield at Collingham, and... Uh, I was in the squad of 14. I was named as 14th man. And when it came to the big match moment, one lad didn't turn up. So I was actually elevated to 13th man for that victorious final. I have to put up with this, Peter, every single night of the week. It's a highlight. When you've not achieved much, that is a valid highlight. Every single night I have to put up with it. And to to be honest, (laughs) I used to buy the paper. Well, Uh, Tony, as you know, it doesn't... Doesn't drink at all now. <laughs> I wish he did. But, it, but it, he used to. Well, it, it, he, he's actually, you know, 
coming coming to line now because he's you know he stopped buying beer oh, about twenty years. <laughs> Peter, Peter, he's never bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the nasty slur. Never bought one ever. I'm not having. I'm not having that one. <laughs> I, I mean this. I mean, please, sunshine on the twenty eighth of July. If we get the weather. <sighs> It's going to be a cracking advert, isn't it? That, that, That'd be a great day, I think. A brilliant day out. It was, it was an idea. It came up in discussion at the AGM in January, and uh, we said, well, we'll give it a go. Well, Dale feels perfect, because of the, you, you can do it, can't you? Well, you, you'll have options in the, yeah. in the area, because Newark next year will have two grounds. Same, yes. And so, if there are new clubs who want to join, or people, I, I mentioned about Jamie Brown and may, maybe having a, a Farndon veteran side and mm. some well, of his mates. Cool because that's, I mean, the rugby club, I'm sure, is just a group of lads who enjoy getting together in a game of cricket. It's great fun. I mean, Biddy Charles is uh, playing tonight, oh, tomorrow night. We play at Boulder, rugby club play at Boulders in tomorrow, weather permitting. Uh, forecast is good. Uh, I'll have a ride down after the show and have a look, and have yeah. a look at it. Yeah, but the... Um, the the rugby club cricket section was always uh, a very good drinking club where the occasional game of cricket would break out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Peter will have a story, but now we must go. We must go and find um, and Graham because he's done the day two of the Gordon Wellborn, and he's now standing somewhere in the middle of the grove field to talk to us. So let's uh, let's go and find Graham. I always say our most comprehensive report of the week is the Strider's report because of the work that Graham puts into it. He's gone over and above tonight because he just ran the second leg of the Gordon Wellborn week. It's not very nice out there. It's wet and it's quite cold. He stopped out on the Grove Field so he can give us the Striders report and the Gordon Wellborn week day two report. This is over and above. Graham. I can't thank you enough and I'm going to let you uh, get on with your report. Yeah, I just finished uh, less than a couple of minutes ago, in fact. Uh, so I had to get a, a rig along to, to get across the finishing line in time to come on the, uh, the radio. The race, in fact, is uh, still going on and... Uh, we've been very lucky, really, with the weather. We've kind of, uh, uh, it was threatening to rain just as we were about to set off, but it all moved away uh, from the field, and in fact, the race has taken place in uh, very good conditions. Um, it's been a pretty busy old week for the uh, Striders, uh, you're quite right there. And in fact, we have to go all the way back to this time last week to, to begin our report, where three of the uh, club members were taking part in the first round of the Lincoln-Wellington 5K series. So uh, Dave Hughes, he was over there at uh, the Arbor Leisure Centre, and he got under 20 minutes for the very first time for 5K, which is a real good marker of uh, quality running. 1954 PB for Dave. And his father-in-law, Peter Davis, uh, 22 minutes and 26 seconds with Stephen Thompson. Another 5K PB for him, 23.09. Then last Wednesday was the uh, second round of the uh, the Knox Triple A Summer League, and I uh, can't go through all of the 28 uh, New York Striders that were taking part in that. They had a fantastic club turnout. And in fact, the race is a little bit longer this year than it has been in previous years. It's been extended to be a, a proper 10K event, so that's good in a way because it means that uh, people's times in that event can qualify to be uh, 10 kilometer PBs. Uh, uh, and we've had, in fact, we've had quite a few people get a 10K PB that night, including our uh, quickest strider, Lewis Hopkinson. He, uh, he came 11th overall in the race out of uh, uh, several hundred high-quality runners and uh, 35.42 for a new PB for Lewis. And David Robinson, he was next to cross the line, 38.31 for a new PB for him. PBs for Michael Hancock, 49.23. <clears throat> 
Nicola Bradley, 50-12, and um, Tracy Partridge, 59-04, and Leslie Butler in 60 minutes and 6 seconds were all PB times in that uh, uh, very interesting interesting race last, last week on the, uh, on the Sustrans cycle track. Then on to Friday, and Simon Roberts was in action on the track. He went across to Boston, and he was taking part in the Tommy Clay Development Series uh, 2019, and he was the second of six entrants in the 15 metres, so a completely new departure for Simon there, taking part in a, a track middle distance race. <clears throat> and he came second of the six entrants, four minutes and 35 seconds. On to Saturday, and it was, uh, as usual, park runs uh, galore. It was the sixth birthday of New York Park Run, so we thoroughly enjoyed taking part in the sort of birthday celebrations of, 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 the, uh, <coughs> of the New York Park Run. Uh, some quite uh, interesting photographs taken and some nice runs as well. Uh, other, other from Newark, we had uh, people at Brundle. Jim Latham was there doing a 100-part run. We had people in Park, spelt with an E on the end. They, and apologies for my pronunciation of that, it's in Denmark. Andy Scott was in Denmark doing a part run. Wakefield and Washington. Then on to Sunday, and there was all sorts going on Sunday. We had uh, a couple of half marathons taking place. Lewis Hopkinson, the aforementioned Lewis, we just heard about being so quick over 10K. He was taking part in what he described as the toughest ever race. It was uh, the Rattray Blair Half Marathon, which is north of the bar- border. It's got uh, you know, well over sort of 1,200 feet of climbing in that uh, uphill section. The hardest race he's ever done, as I mentioned. Didn't stop him, though. He came seventh overall, first in his men's veterans 45 class. And uh, a very, very quick time, a time that I could only dream of myself. One hour, 29 minutes, and 44 seconds. Um, Peter Davis, he was uh, in action in half marathon uh, over at Hull. Um, he was in a race that's uh, in an athletics qualifier for masters and veterans, so he's interested in, that, in, in trying to qualify in that, uh, in that class. And he uh, crossed the line in one hour, 47 minutes, and uh, 12 seconds, which was fourth in his age category. And uh, another big event that was taking place, another very popular event taking place on Sunday, was the Woodall Spa 10K. And we had uh, uh, quite a few new striders over there, 15, 16 of us. And the first across the line was Simon Roberts, who we just heard about, uh, written on the track at Boston, 30th overall, 38 and 30 seconds. And we had uh, uh, myself, I was there, 47, 56, and uh, Nick Beveridge, 49 and 2 seconds, Steve White, 49, 44, and it goes on, Helen McCrory, uh, 1 hour uh, and 34 seconds, uh, Jenny Palmer, 1 hour, 9 and 3 seconds, and and, uh, and plenty of others as well. Um, also on Sunday in 10K uh, running, we had the Clumber 10K, Becky Clift, our lady captain, uh, 59 minutes and 6 seconds, and in the Mike Groves 10K over in Norfolk, Gemma Latham again, 1 hour, 6 minutes and uh, three seconds for, for Gemma over there. So in terms of the things we have got coming up, well, of course, we've got the rest of the, um, uh, rest of the Golden Worldborn week. We've got uh, three more races to come in this one yet, starting tomorrow night at uh, Bolton, then Thursday night at Clarendon, and then once more uh, flow serve on Friday night for a 10K race up and down the uh, cycle track there. So plenty of Golden Worldborn action for the rest of the week. And at the weekend, we've got the Derby Half Marathon, the Doncaster Half Marathon, and, and next week we've got the third round of the Summer League. Comes around pretty quick, that one. Uh, home here Pont, uh, for the round three of the Summer League. And finally, for Sunday, we've got the Collingham um, Canter, and uh, that's a 5K race, very popular event, and uh, 
uh, quite a few of the striders will be looking forward to taking part in, in that one at the cricket uh, ground at uh, Collingham. So it's been a busy week. We've got plenty coming up. And uh, I can't wait to tell you about it next week, Mick. I'm going to let you get home and get um, and get a brew and get and get um, <laughs> back in the easy chair in front of the fire, Peter. Co- That'd be very nice, <laughs> Graham. Thank you so much um, for um, that. T- Do you know who was first home tonight in the Gordon Wellborn? Uh, I, I, I don't yet. Um, um, it, I'll tell you who it wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's. Uh, um, uh, well, Rob Orgill will find that one out. You yeah, no doubt. Let will, me know. Yeah. Um, there's a full Striders report on our social media pages, and our chief Striders correspondent adorns the picture in standing in front of a very nice building at Woodall Spa. Yeah. It's the Petwood Hotel. Very nice indeed. Very nice. Now, obviously, where you stayed the weekend. I didn't. Uh, it was running for the RF Benevolent Fund, and they uh, Petwood Hotel looked after that charity on that day. Right, and it's a. Uh, Cracking report and a lovely photo, so um, catch it with um, Graham and um, his exploits in Woodall Sport on our social media pages. Talk to you next week, young man. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. So we've decided that the Evening League's in, in good form. It could do with a two or three more clubs, but any league could do with a <coughs> two or three more good clubs. There's an absolute cracking day coming up at the end of July, which is going to be a massive showpiece for the Evening League. There's five minutes of this show left. Tony and I are basically going to sit back because now's the time when <laughs> we're going to throw this one straight in at Peter because what we do like is a Peter Mason story. <laughs> Over to you, young sir. Right, very kind. But last weekend was the Derby and uh, racing and cricket have always been uh, intertwined with my interests. And uh, uh, I remember we, I played down at uh, Edgerton Park uh, one day for calling him, opened the batting with Andy Cousins, and uh, I was out. <laughs> well, I, we put 30 on for the first wicket, and then I said, right, well, I want to go and watch the race. They didn't have a TV in the clubhouse in those days, so I I, I drove into centre of Melton Mowbray and uh, found uh, a lad Brooks and, and watched the race, and then I watched another one, and another one, and anyway, about four o'clock, half past four, I thought, right, better be getting back for for tea at the cricket. And as I drove into the ground, I thought, I don't recognise any of those fielders, <laughs> or those batsmen, or whatever it was, and, uh, and then suddenly I counted up, and there were only ten on the field, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and we'd gone from being 30 for one to... Uh, 59 all out because um, <laughs> they'd got a first team player Nick Newman who who couldn't travel that day so he played for the, he played for the seconds and took nine you know <laughs> <laughs> didn't get me uh, <laughs> but to say that was that was Edgerton Park and uh, uh, I had to sort of make my apologies as they only needed I think they'd almost knocked off the uh, the runs needed <laughs> So, but we had a, we had another Derby day when we were on cricket tour in Norfolk uh, back in 1986, and uh, I had a I had I had the uh, 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 an account bookmaker's account with uh, an outfit in uh, in in Guernsey where you didn't pay any betting tax in those days, so everybody was wanting to get the bet on with me. Let's do it. 
and uh, so I'd got I'd, I'd taken all the bets from everybody and I, I looked at the list and I thought well if that one wins that will pay that one off so I didn't bother to uh, phone the bets in and I'm sitting there with about 500 quid in my pocket you know uh, we, we, at half past three we instead of having a, a drinks break we had a derby break uh, left the field watched the, watched the race and uh, Sharastani won it and uh for the Aga Khan, and so I thought, oh, I better look at the list, and uh, oh, that's what they call a Skinner on the books for me that day. So uh, no, no one had backed it, so I kept me five hundred quid. <laughs> 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 but, we, but we then had to decide. Well, well, that that was that was quite a lot of money. It's not bad today, even, but. Uh, so I had to field with it in my trousers because I couldn't <laughs> couldn't couldn't leave it in the changing room. So, it, uh, oh dear, silly. But, uh, but the old cricket tours they were they were good fun. We uh, we had a we, we stopped at an Indian restaurant in Norwich. I think on the first trip we went we had a guy David Clipsham, who uh, what a what a fellow he was and. Uh, had a big appetite. He was a big man. He's even bigger now. But, uh, <laughs> and we'd, we'd all ordered. There were about 20 of us there. All ordered. And he'd ordered uh, tandoori chicken. And when it, ca- uh, when it came, this half a chicken arrived. And uh, he said, no, no, no. I, I ordered a whole tandoori chicken, he said. So, so the guy said, oh, I'm very sorry, sir. I will get it. And... Uh, <laughs> To, went to take it away. No, no, he said, I'll have that as a starter. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to the Peter Mason show here on uh, Radio Newark, and uh, it's an old cricketer's night, really, because we're passing over from one old cricketer to another old cricketer standing behind me. Stuart's in, of course, former. it's Tuesday night. Former, he likes the word former. former. I actually thought he'd be playing on Saturday afternoon when I turned up to watch An old Newark former cricketer. An old former cricketer, <laughs> yes. Anyway, whatever. He's also the master of singing the blues. Still, it's coming up next. Peter, thank you so much. We'll catch you again very soon. We